What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Bird on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. We are back again. What's the roundup? This week, we have Taylor Gruy on the pod. So if you are listening to this right now and you haven't listened to episode... It's episode 29 you're going to want to go listen to. Or else you're going to be lost during this one because this is all about my human design and... um you just need that as the basis for this one. Yeah. So basically the concept behind human design is it is a combination of science and spirituality that connect, um, what your energy type is the way that I like to describe it to people is we were all put on this earth to function in a specific way. And if we were to really be aligned and in our energetic space and functioning at our highest energetic potential and alignment, then we would be a really beautiful world and country, but we are often finding ourselves in sticky places and coming up against roadblocks. And there's a reason for that. Human design has really helped me and helped Britain. And you get to hear that in this episode, really, um, understand how we best function in the world to not have guilt for some of the things that we need, um, to ask for the things that we need. Like I need naps. Um, and, um, and really just lean into our alignment and know when we're not in alignment through our not self. So highly recommend a couple different things. First and foremost, if you have not listened to episode 29, like Britain said, head on back that direction. If you, um, are interested in learning more, you can go to the, my, well, it's just human design on Spotify or Apple podcasts. Um, you can also just search Jenna Zoe. She's done a bunch of different podcasts that you can listen to on all of the platforms. You can go to my.humandesign on Instagram, Jenna Zoe on Instagram, and, um, you can download the app, my human design, and that'll tell you everything you need to know about what we're about to talk about. We're going to skip over all of the lessons and just jump into this because you're going to hear about a lot of what we've learned about in the last two weeks in the next hour. So we hope you guys enjoy. Thank you, Taylor, for coming back on the pod. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Sounds good. just did what's up bees, but we're actually just going to jump right yeah. into this. <laughs> um, so we were just talking about the fact that Britton and I have the same profile type. So we were like getting into a really juicy conversation. So we just hit record. Um, but basically Britton and I are both, um, projectors, one, three projectors and our, mm -hmm. she's splenic too. Are you splenic? Open up your app. Let me see. Yeah, I have you guys both Sorry. on my computer. Both splenic too. So out of curiosity, how did you guys meet? Just because for context for me. Yeah, so we, you just invited me to an event, right? Yeah. Yeah, she invited me to an event for a ladies night, which is like a local pop-up that we do. So she invited Haven and Flux via Instagram. And then, okay. um, which is weird because that's how you and Jenna met was like through Instagram. An so online, yeah. And then I just showed up and I just remember being like, I really liked the way that she did things. Like she gave us all the details that we need needed and I didn't have to do much talking or like excess details. And I just showed up and there was, it seemed like it was like the first one in a while, I think. And so, and it was COVID times. And so we were like figuring, she was figuring out weird things on how to do it. And I kind of just reverted back on all of my history of like, 
doing trunk shows for, um, this jewelry company I used to work for and like pop-ups that I had done. And so I just started like doing what I do. I think I built it. Was mm-hmm. that when I built out that table? Yeah. I started using power tools to build out a table and yeah, but like we didn't know each other at all at all. Um, and so we did this event together and I mean, it took us like three or four times, like three or four events to like actually vibe. And then yeah. be like, we should maybe get a drink sometime. Like you're cool. Like I just like, and I don't know how you felt, yeah. but like I just, we had a, so we do an event where we invite a bunch of local businesses to come. So in my head, it was just like one of many businesses and like, you know, you meet business owners and sometimes you connect and sometimes yeah. you don't, but then it took us a while to kind of, yeah. like, but I mean, like I, I was like, she's different. Like I loved her mm-hmm. vibe and I loved like just what she put out and her style and everything. Like she was just like, I was like, that girl's rad. And my sister was like, she's amazing. And like her brand, we just like, it stood out. And so because it's just on another level. Um, and so, yeah, we just started vibing after that. And I felt the same for her. And it was the first, I will honestly say that like, it was the first time in my life that I had met somebody where like, I knew something was wrong, but I knew I didn't have to do anything about it. Like it wasn't that anything was wrong at that event. And that's what I keep referencing is like, you were just trying to figure out all the details. But for the first time in my life, I didn't feel like I had to fix it or like, take care of you. Like I, for whatever reason, even though I didn't know you at all, I was like, she's got this. I'm just going to fucking focus on this thing over here. Yeah. Interesting. So you you felt really comfortable. She was going through a massive breakup. I just remember like, Oh yeah. She told me. And so like, you were going through the ringer and I was just like, you know, I've been next to her like, Hey, what's up? Are you good? Kind of sitch. But she didn't make it a big deal, which I liked. You know, it was like everybody wants to know the juicy details. And she was like, wow, that sucks. And I was like, yeah, thanks. It sounds like you were both kind of in a place where you had really sort of figured out what you guys were good at. And I know for sure, Brit, I hadn't really talked to Britain about where she was at in her life before this, because I had done a full reading. You probably already said this, but I've done a full Mm -hmm. reading for Brit. And so were you also Britain, were you in like a place where you were like, I really think I'm figuring out what I'm good at. I'm feeling like I've really got a handle on me. Yeah. I think, gosh, that too. Yeah. The past couple of years, I've just really like doubled down into like, I just have confidence, um, just naturally, um, which is something that I think I maybe didn't have before, but I just, I, I just feel it now. I don't know how it happened or where I think it came from, um, my business and putting myself out there and then like learning to trust myself and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I just, I I have like this underlying confidence for sure. And so when that happens, so you've got two people that are, you know, crossing paths that have, um, complementary skills and like common interests and, things that you both are, you know, moving in the direction of, you can't help but notice each other. That's kind of the cool thing. One of the coolest things that I find about human design is that it's this, you know, they, they, that really cheesy saying your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. It's a much like layered, 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 layered version of that, where it's not just like your, uh, your top layer vibe. It's when you're actually living your design you almost pull the people towards you that actually fit perfectly into what your skill sets are. So it sounds like from what I've heard, you guys have, you know, opposite skill sets, right? Yeah. But well, kind of, yeah. Com- I mean, yeah. Complementary. 
Yeah, I feel like we have similar skill sets. I think we go about them and we bring different aspects of it to the table and we really like balance each other at like what we're good at. Mm-hmm. But I would say like we're similar. I was just going to say our gifts though, our like first handful of gifts are yeah. all really similar. Yeah. But the way yes. we go about it is have- so different. Yes, but it's very different. So what I think is really cool, look, actually looking at both of your charts is that when you're in, obviously a podcast is a business, right? So when you're starting a business, it's good to have people that, like I said, complementary skill sets. So both of you have what we call like the idea person, you know, you're, that's sort of Jenna, if I were to be a, like, give a comparison. You're both sort of people that, you know, you want to create newness in the world. That's like basically a part of your essence to create newness. And then which one of you has the two? Let me see. I'm looking at both your charts while I'm doing this. So Brit has um, gift two. So gift two is actually how to turn ideas into reality. So you're very good at understanding like physical world. So I'd assume that, and that's where I lie in um, my partnership with Jenna. Um, I would assume like when you guys both are coming up with these like crazy ideas of what you, what we want to do, Brit's mind immediately goes to, okay, here's exactly how we yeah, do it. Here's how we're going to get from point A to point B. I, so that's what I mean by complementary skills. Yes. I also like to build you, things a lot, like all the things. Like like actually I refuse physically? to bring my car in because I'm like, I want to do it. My, I like to use the tools. And I don't <laughs> at all. Nope. <laughs> you like, I'm trying to see what, what your guys' strongest senses are. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Taste strongest sense. I was trying to see if one of you guys was touch, but no, but yeah, that makes complete sense because Brit works in just the physical world. She's like, I'm going to actually do the thing. I'm actually going to like, if we want to do this, here's how we do it. Here's the program we use. Here's what it looks like. Here's the location that we need, like all those things. And then what's super interesting too, is then when you guys come in for a podcast, so tell me how this podcast happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, so this like, how did that come up in conversation? Yeah, this happened by accident. We were actually at a meeting um, and we were at the National Automobile Museum and which is this really cool place in Reno. You should check it out. Um, (laughs) They were filming a commercial that day and they came into the meeting and there was like, what, four or five people in the meeting. Yeah. And they were like, do any of you have time to come sit in for the commercial? We need some people to like sit in the podcast studio so we can record this aspect of the commercial. And Britt and I were like, yeah, we were like both like, everyone was like, we're kind of busy after this. Like, how long is it going to take? Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, in my head, I don't know if I said this. I was like, I'm not doing this unless Britt does it. And then we, we were like, let's do it. Well, she started to do it. And then I was like, I have a really important meeting. And she's like, you have a nail appointment. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so we just like sat there and we like put the headphones on and they were recording all around us. And we just had a conversation. And then, I mean, Uh, we were talking about like my relationship at the time ending and like stupid shit that was going on and just like how ridiculous it was. And we had like a room full of guys laughing their ass off, like at me making fun of yeah. my dating life. And then well, they, just like our conversation was, it just flowed and yeah. like they were laughing at us and they were like, you guys should record a podcast. And then we were like, should we do this? And then now here we are 34,000 listeners. That sounds a lot like an invitation to me. Gave us the first recording for free. We had the studio all set up. Our producer, our producer Christian was in 
the room helping with like the audio at the time. And so they were like, oh yeah, he does it. And we're like, hey, Christian. <laughs> and it just worked out. That's Here the crazy are. thing about align- alignment too, is that things can happen a lot quicker than we think they can. They can happen a lot smoother. And, you know, I mean, how long have you guys had this podcast? Not that long. It hasn't been that long, right? This is going to be our 41st episode. So, so almost a year. So in the grand scheme of podcasts, that's not a long time. Mm -mm. 41 episodes is not that many to have had that many listeners. So that's a testament to alignment too. So I want to, I mentioned waiting uh, an invitation. So I want to explain what that is because um, Mm -hmm. people listening might not understand what that means. So both of you guys are projectors and you're like being a projector is your energy type, which is just how your energy functions and your strategy as a projector, which every energy type has a strategy. So if you're curious about what yours is, um, we've talked about the app, I think it, maybe it was before we clicked record, but you can look it up on the app and it will explain this all to you, what you are. But um, both of them have a strategy of being invited or some places call it wait for the invitation. And essentially what that means is that as a projector, you're designed to, you know, really cultivate your, your, your gifts, really cultivate your perspective, your insights, what you see. And when you focus on doing that, it's almost like it turns your light on or it put, it's like a billboard across your forehead of like, here's what I'm here to do. Here's what I have to offer. And then it tells the universe like what to send you to, what, um, what to send you. And there'll be people that will basically energetically sense that billboard and ask you for what you have to offer. And that would be what is an invitation. So that was a very outright invitation of someone, a group of people being around you seeing you guys in your gifts and genius and obviously seeing something that was valuable that you guys had to offer and straight up invited you because invitations as you know are not always that overt So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before. And we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to havenandflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions we've had a lot of projectors on this podcast so and i know that some of them are listening other a lot of our other business owner friends are projectors and 
I would also like to say that like, I don't, I feel like this happened to you. It also happened to me where I just started creating Haven and Flux. There was no, mm-hmm. like the alignment was there when it came to like, it was quick to get the logo. I didn't have to think hard about it. Like I knew kind of the direction I was going to take, like all of these things I was filling the, the, this hole that I knew needed to be filled. And it was quick instinct. I was like, I'm doing this, it's happening. And I launched that brand. I want to say I launched it in two weeks, three weeks. And Mm -hmm. I had had like previous candle experience. So I knew like safety of candles and how to pour a candle and what wick sizes to use. Like I had already known that from experience of like doing it as a hobby way, way back in the day. And so, um, I just was like, well, let's just brand it and like make it a thing. And then immediately upon posting it on my social media, it got picked up by other local, um, like Instagram accounts that are like, you know, Reno is rad and Midtown district and stuff like that. They started posting about it. And that was my invitation to me to keep going that I like really had legs. I, when I look back, I'm like, Oh, that was the invitation there. Exactly. So it's not always like someone straight up asking you, Hey, I want you to make more candles. So there's two things actually there that I think are helpful for people to hear about is one, as a projector, you don't need an invitation to start a business that to create your thing, to create the, the place for people to come find you, you don't have to have an invitation for that. You have to have an invitation to directly share your gifts. So like I was invited to come on this podcast because I'm also a projector. So this is just an episode of projectors. Wait, what was Christian again? What What is Christian? Christian is a your generator. Is... All right. We've got one generator in the room, which is great, which means we're all riding on his energy. Yes. Um, but then the other thing I want to point out there, because I know like you're super interested in the gifts, which is also on some other platforms called Gates. Um, your life theme, Britt, is really about, you know, you collect stories, you collect, you know, you're constantly, you probably are somebody that's out in the world and people just start telling you about their life. Oh my God. And it is my nightmare, Taylor. <laughs> so. it's, not, it's part of it's part of your, you know, purpose. So you're out there and sometimes it's your stories. Sometimes it's other people's, you're having conversations with people and like, not even in a very conscious way is this happening, but you're sort of gathering those stories and creating insights from them and turning them into wisdom. And like your life theme is about basically knowing how to like direct people to like do things better. And you through if when you think about your candle, a haven and flux, that's what you're doing. You're sort of like infusing your lessons and like direction for people into a business and then actually like getting it out into the world. So that's what's so cool about when you understand what something like your life theme, like your life theme can show up in a bunch of different areas, no matter what you're doing, as long as you're, you're flexing your gifts and in your life theme, those are your four main gifts that's then you're living your purpose. It's not like making candles is your purpose. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, are you infusing Brit into making candles? Well, some of my best candles, highest performing candles were all like feelings that I had. Like the reason I created the calm candle was because I felt chaotic and I felt like I needed to find a way to calm down. And so like I Mm -hmm. made the calm candle and like, being home in Tahoe made me feel calm again. Like it really just did being in the outdoors and having gone from living in a city and like constantly traveling, like, which I do love traveling so much, but like 
it was different. It's different when you travel for work versus travel for fun. And I was traveling where it was like, I'm in, you know, Atlanta on a Monday, I'm in Nashville on a Tuesday, I'm in Miami on, on a Wednesday. Like it wasn't, you know, it was intense. So, um, but but, as long as you're like infusing, like I said, your gifts into whatever you're doing. And I look at that time and even like what you just said, I picked up so many stories and that was what I loved so much is like, I love seeing this country. I love driving through the cities to see like how people live. Like we don't all live, people don't live like us out here. Like, I mean, if anybody, all of our Reno Tahoe listeners know for sure, like you go to Virginia city and it's like, that's a different beast. My dad yesterday was like, people really live there. And it's like, yeah, that's how some people like to live. And there's value in that. And if we could just like listen to those people and their stories, then we would probably learn a lot that we could apply to our own lives. I love it. And also too, Britain has a very complimentary life theme as well. So, um, actually one of, um, Britain, I think, let me think, double check. I think it's gift 27 is your, what we call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Britain's, um, we call it your sun personality, um, sign. And it's basically the first number in your life theme and essentially the first number so when you look at your life theme, it's four different numbers in graphic or in brackets. That first number is like the most important thing in your entire lifetime. So Brit, Britons, is, do you guys both go by Brit? Yeah, you can call us Brit. You Brit. can call me Tin Cup. Okay. You can call me Tin Cup. That'll help. Yeah, Britain but, is fine. Britain. Okay, sorry. I'm just trying to distinguish between yeah, when no, I'm talking okay. about you guys. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we know. We started a podcast with two people with the same name. Got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Hers is gift 27, which is actually like a natural ability to nurture and care for people. So you probably are someone who like always knows how to take care of people. And like you really infuse that into everything that you do. And the thing that's super interesting about that gift too, is that it's not that you have to take care of everybody. It's like probably for you, you've had to really learn when to not use that. And to one of the things that we always say to people with gift 27 is that um, your strategy is um, to wait for the invitation, right? That's how you know when something is um, meant for you to put your energy into it as a projector. Um, It's really important that with that gift, you're paying attention to when you're actually invited to nurture and care for somebody, even though you know how to do it, it's, um, it just comes so naturally to you. And you probably feel like most alive and yourself when you're doing things like that. Um, it's really important that you pay attention to when you're actually invited. Otherwise you're overexerting that skill set. Yeah. So I can relate to that so much. I mean, I was a psychology Uh, major and I wanted to go on Mm -hmm. to be a therapist. I obviously did not do that. Um, but I've kind of always had that knack for like being a good listener. I always called myself an empath. Um, cause I was like so empathetic, but I've kind of had to like learn to put up walls because it was draining. And I don't want to say walls. I just, like you said, being very, um, deliberate on where I give my energy and waiting for that invitation. Cause what I've noticed when you said that is that when I would put myself out there and try to like help and heal without the invitation, people would sometimes not be receptive to it. And then I would get bitter. Like, look, I'm doing all this stuff for you. Or I'd be like really hurt and then shut down and then not help any anyone, even when the invitation was there. Mm, Yeah. So when we are, I'm going to try to generalize it too, just because I know what 
everybody listening is not a projector, but when we are acting out of alignment with how we're actually designed. So for both of these two, when you're sharing your insights or you're sharing your gifts without being invited, you fall into a feeling called your not self. So it's not a bad feeling. It's not a negative feeling. It's essentially just the universe saying, hey, some, you're overexerting yourself or this is not aligned for you. So for a projector, that's bitterness. So like I said earlier in the app, it'll show you what your not self is. So it's just that feeling that you get and you're just like, oh, like you don't see me. And so it's almost like you're if you throw a tennis ball against the wall and it bounces back and just like smacks you in the face, that's what it feels like as a projector to be, you know, sharing your gifts and your insights when you haven't been invited. (laughs) And you're just tired after that. It just drains you. It's not worth it. But on the opposite end of that, when you have, you probably can remember times when you've really shared that nurturing um, and caring part of you and come alive from it because it was so well received and it was so um, appreciated and you felt seen. Definitely. It's so interesting because I just got off of a weekend with my best friend in the whole world, Alex, and I might start crying because I dropped her off and I was like, I need her. Like I need her to be here. And I think the reason for that was because, oh my God. Cause she's the only person who like, Well, you do too, but it's like, it's different. Like she's, Alex and I have been through so much together. Like, you know, she introduced me to my ex-husband and then like, you know, she was my maid of honor. And then she was like there for me through the whole time. Like when I was going through the abuse I was going through. And then like, she was there when it fell apart. She was there right before the end when it fell apart and like kind of, she's always seen me like, I don't have to do anything or be anything or act any way. Like she just sees me and she Mm -hmm. doesn't like alter it. Like a lot of other people, like I have other friends that like see me, but they make fun of me a lot. Like, because, and I recognize that that might be their own insecurities, but like I have these hot pants that we make fun of, but like, Oh, I got made fun of for this, this weekend. Oh, and like my girlfriends were like literally making fun of these hot pants. They're like basically the Spanx pants that are like latex, but they're like triple layered and like super thick and cozy. And like you're basically wearing Lululemons, but you're cozy. And, and they just, they but you look hot. Her. Yeah, no, they make you, they, I mean, you're hot as is, but they make her look hot. And they, <laughs> I mean, they're fun. They're a statement. It's whatever. But they were like making fun of him super hard at this dinner. And Mm -hmm. Alex's face was literally like she was sitting there just deadpan. Like she would not engage in the like whatever was happening there. And I was talking to my friend Chris who knows her and she's like, I can literally see Alex's face. Just like she does not entertain that kind of behavior. Like she just will not accept it. Wow, that's really cool. It was nice to have somebody like who had my back like that, which you have my back like that. But like, you know, she just has been through it all for, with Definitely. me. So, yeah. uh, so you're recognizing essentially that that is a trait that you like really value in Britain. All right. So you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I want to talk a little bit about 
a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada, and is from our beautiful babe over here. So, Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect. And so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great-grandparents started Murdoch's Western Wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watch a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forests. I'm not going to lie. I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch's hats and apparel.com. We love it. Go shop y'all. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Okay. So I have a question for you too. I have like kind of a two-part question because I guess like, you know, we're talking about our gifts and we're saying, okay, so my, like my gift that I should be focusing on most is like listening and collecting stories and then like using those to like help others, which I love. And I noticed like the integrity thing is net is my next number. And I'm always like the fucking Mm -hmm. moral police. Like I'm always like, that's like not, I'm always ready to fight somebody for somebody else. I'm like, well, you don't have to fight people all the time, but, um, But how do you not, so for me, and we call them tin cup encounters from when I worked for that jewelry brand, because what would happen is I would like literally go out on the road and I felt most in alignment when I was on the road. Now looking back at it because nobody was impacting my behavior. I was alone and I was like doing my thing. And, um, I would have these people like come up to me and do, and it happens in the grocery store. Like I'll be at the grocery store it happened to me last week. This woman in line at the grocery store started telling me how long she had been to, with her husband and like that she had had seven other husbands before him and that there was like some, and I was just like, this is, I'm so tired. And my heart is, this was when the heart thing was happening. And I was like, my heart is literally going to come out of my chest right now. I just need to get this water. Please stop. Please. She's like finding you and having those conversations. Yeah. So so you're like, when you say it, it, how do you feel? What's the question? Go ahead. How do you filter all that and to reserve your energy? Um, well, it's not, so you have gift seven is what you're saying, right? And yeah, it kind of feels like natural so integrity. Does that c- come out in you as a little bit, like you confront people a lot, like you can be a little bit sharp with people? One just out of curiosity. Percent. Yes. Okay. Yes. I just had to tell you. <laughs> so my <not>. brother... <laughs> So my brother has gift seven too. So again, I'm just going to direct you back to your strategy. That's the best way for you to, you know, know when sometimes it's when it, when your energy is worth putting into something. So 
like, okay, that grocery store example, did you desperately need water at that point? Like, was it like, I, was there something else that was in the way of you being able to be in that moment with that person? No, it was just like, I was in line at the grocery store and I wasn't feeling well. Like I was like literally just there at the grocery store to get the things I had to get. But I had been having that heart palpitation thing for like, it was my third day. And I was like, I can't, like my heart literally feels like it's going to come out of my chest. I need this water. Get out of my way. Yeah. I just have to get these. It was like six things. It was like, I just have to get these six things and I need you to shut up. Like, like <laughs> you know when you have anxiety, yeah. you're like, okay, I know you want to talk and I know, like, I really want to be here for you and I really want to support you. And I, I see that you need to have this conversation. Like I can recognize that. And I see this as an invitation, but also at the same time, mm -hmm. like shut the fuck up. Yeah. I feel yeah, like so it's cool. a choice. It is a choice. So even, um, okay. I'm trying to distinguish that, that particular scenario where even if someone invites you, obviously it's still your choice if you want to share your gifts with them. So in that moment, you didn't do anything wrong by not, you know, chilling out and giving that like woman what you felt that you're feeling needed. trapped, like you owe it to them yeah. and you're feeling trapped and you can't get out. That happens to me all the time where it's like, you feel like you owe them something. Yeah. What Interesting. Yeah. So that is like, I would say this is not, I don't think this is necessarily tied to human design or anything. I think that that's just like a boundaries kind of thing. Not in like, he's like, oh, we have, Shocker. no, no, it's, it's not even that. It's not even like a, oh my gosh, you have to set boundaries thing. It's just like, when you have a particular skill set as a projector, people can sense those things about you. Even as, as every other type, people can unconsciously sense what you're good at. That's what the craziest thing is about energy is that we don't really have to speak a lot of it. It's just like, if you're exuding it, people can, they'll gravitate towards you and ask you for it. So it's about one, the strategy situation, which is waiting if you're invited and knowing, but also that's a choice. You don't have to, you're not a bad person because you, you can't fix everybody. Like, just because you can see all the problems in the world as a projector, or you can see all the things that you can fix doesn't mean you have to fix everything. Yeah. You don't have to be the solution for everybody. And you know, what's coming to me right now too, and it applies to, to like jobs and stuff is that if you know, you're not the right person to help that person in that moment, you're doing them a disservice by helping them anyways. That's because the thing I started doing is I will do not disturb in a hardcore way. Like my girlfriend, Chris last night needed help with something or like, she was like trying to do some organizational stuff. She's a manifesting generator. And I just shut my phone off and I was like, this is not urgent. I can get to this in the morning, but I am not well right now. Cause I was like really sad about dropping Alex off. And I was like, I'm not going to be helpful to her. And I'm probably going to be blunt and mean, which is what I have a tendency to do. So I was like, I'm just going to not until tomorrow. And then her and I had a great convo this morning. Exactly. So there's always going to be the right person for that, you know, in, for lack of a better word, job. And, and when we are, when you know, in your, you know, your own essence, that that is whatever the situation is where you feel trapped and you're like, oh, I really don't want to do this. The reason you don't want to do it is because it's not for you. Yep. Okay. So you doing it, like I said, is you're doing that person a disservice because there's a better person for that in quotes job. 
So if you are just saying, listen, you know what, ma'am, at the grocery store, I really, I mean, I'm having a really hard time right now. I'm so sorry that you're going through that, but like, I, I'm really going through something right now. And then just remove yourself from the situation. You don't have to feel guilty because that whatever that woman was dealing with at the time, you happened to pass by her as her aura as somebody who could potentially have helped her. And she was like desperately asking for that help. She will find the right person to help her with that. Right. So it's if we're all if we're all doing the thing that if we're all like following our strategy, listening to our own intuition, like those kinds of things, it's almost, I was explaining to my fiance, actually, this is I'll share the analogy that I explained to him and then what he came up with after me sharing it. Cause it does fit in this situation. I was explaining it more as um, being in a job that you don't feel aligned in. So like, People, you know, that are in jobs that they feel frustrated if they're, you know, if you're a generator, you're not self is or a manifesting generator, both your not self is frustration and you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling stuck and you don't want to be in this job and you know, this job is not for you. Like imagine you being in that slot. Okay. Where you're unhappy and miserable. There is somebody in the world where that position would be their highest alignment in this moment. And because you are in that spot, they can't be in it. So you being out of alignment is blocking somebody else from finding their highest alignment in this moment. So you removing yourself from that situation opens up that slot for one, you to go find the thing that's going to be most aligned for you and for the right person for that job to show up. Because I don't care if it's being a teller at a McDonald's at midnight and you're miserable doing that. Someone's going to be fired up to have that job. Yeah. Someone's going to be the person that I don't know what's coming to my, I what's coming to my brain is like maybe someone that does have, you know, the same sun personality type as Brit who loves collecting stories and is like fired up to be like the person that's the teller. That's like hearing the insane stories of the people at midnight passing through McDonald's. Like, and that's going to be their most lit up like experience that they can have in that moment. You are blocking somebody from their alignment by you being unaligned. Right. So it's so, it's so critical that we all really get that. And the thing that my fiance said when I was explaining that it's like, you know, if you're on the, uh, the freeway and people can get like mad that, you know, it doesn't just flow. Like if everybody hit the gas at the same time, there would be no traffic. Right. You've right. probably had that thought before. Like what, what is so complicated about this? If we all just did the thing that we're supposed to do, there yeah. would be no traffic. Like if you just go 75 miles that, per hour, like we all got this, like, like it's going to be good. Babe. Let's not change lanes. Let's not break. Let's yeah. not, you know, yes. let's, let's drive and, you know, that's what we're trying to get aimed towards by people really like getting how they work and listening to their energy, like understanding their energy type, how their energy functions, listening to their strategy, following their strategy, and then um, understanding how their intuition functions, that kind of stuff. That's how we all drive the same speed limit on the freeway. Right. <laughs> We were, my girlfriend and I were talking about this over the weekend. We were talking about it in the form of relationships, which I do like, we're probably going to go a little bit over shocker, but I do want to talk about that just a little bit because I was talking about, you know, we let these, her and I have in the past, let these like men take up parking spots. And by having like, if you only have five parking spots outside of your building and you're letting somebody idle 
And like my example to her, it was like, this guy has his shit in reverse, but he's just idling in reverse in your parking spot. And like, he's not going to stay. So you have to like literally let him go, like push that motherfucker out of the parking spot. He's already ready to go. Just like mm -hmm. let him go. And you know, 100%. for, for her, she was like, oh, it's like comfort and all of these things. And it's like, yeah, but somebody else can provide comfort to you. And I get that because like, I would like to have that comfort too, but also not at the risk of, of wasting my parking space. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of Lacey Phillips? No. She's the founder of to be magnetic. You guys would love her. She's actually, I think one of, she's one of Jenna's best friends and, um, she teaches, um, like a neurological, like scientific approach to manifestation. And she does like a bunch of stuff about like partnership. And, um, one of the things that she says is someone can be everything, but, you know, there's like an everything, but he is everything, but this, Yeah, he's sitting in reverse or, you know, whatever it is. So if you have to let go of the everything buts because there will like those people come into your life to show you the things that you do want in a person. Because sometimes yep. we have relationships that show us everything we don't want in a person, but there will be those relationships that come along where you're like, wow, like he really did care for me. I really felt like this, but blah, 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 blah. Okay. The but is why he has to get out. Take from him what you learned that you love and know that that exists in a human being and that you'll be able to find that in another human being with the other things that you need also. Yep. The puppy. Everything like missing <laughs> a lot, honestly. Um, okay. So the, last thing, the last thing, or I don't know, Britain might have a question too, but I really want to get into this just because this is like really in my life right now. And I think obviously we've established that Britain and I are literally surrounded by generators. Like, we, I could tell you that like her, her sister and business partner is a generator. Both her of my sisters are a generator or are generators. And I just read my youngest sister's chart on Sunday. And I have something to say about that, but keep going. Christian's a generator. My, um, marketing coordinator is a generator. Um, mo my best friend, Holly, she's a generator. Alex is a generator. So, but what I'm finding is that like, I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and also like, and I just was looking at Lauren's chart right before we did this and she's actually opposite. I know we were talking about the arrows like of consistency and how I have like, mo I am consistent, but like, I like to have a little chaos and Britain is fully consistent while Lauren is completely inconsistent. So okay. hers is like, she does not like a routine and I'm over here trying to give her a routine. <laughs> and I was like, whoopsies. <laughs> so, uh, um, so like talk to us a little bit about how as projectors, we can best work with generators because you obviously work very differently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, that's yeah. So Jane is actually a generator who is the CEO, who is like her role is like the CEO of my human design. And I mean, we all need generators around us. Like they, they, they are when a generator is lit up, they're just like spilling over with energy for us to ride on. And if you spend a lot of time with them, like how I was explaining that in the beginning, like when me and Jenna work together, we actually create a generator. So our charts, when you're around people, it's almost like you pool your, your set of skills together and you almost like create like a composite chart. So we start to kind of behave a little bit more like a generator when we're together. 
but we are both very clear that that is not our natural essence. So when you're in someone and and a generator's energy and you're sort of riding on that, it's super critical for us as projectors to not identify so strongly with, Oh my gosh, look how capable, look how much I can get done. Look how I'm like, like you probably feel that revved upness when you're like, so it's like, don't identify with that version of you be very clear of I am behaving this way and, and having access to this extra energy temporarily in order to get this done. But then I'm going to step out of that essence and come back to me. And it's almost, it's, it sounds crazy. Like how, how will that make a big difference? But it's, you have to plug out of that energy. And then just knowing that, just knowing in the moment that this is not me, this is a temporary experience that I'm having you might leave those situations and you do feel drained. So like every time me and Jenna work together for a week, we usually work together for like 10 days straight and then I'll leave. We are both absolutely shot for like a week. Like I sleep till 10 AM. I like really, both of us are, we're on different time zones. So we're not always on the same time zone, but we're both like barely doing anything for like a week after we do those spurts of energy. So I know that's not the case. That's not, um, you know, always doable for every person in every position, but for whatever you can do, when you leave that person and you go home, create rituals or something that help you unplug from those people's energy um, and drain it out, flush it out because it's the excess energy that's floating around in your essence that is causing you to feel revved up and over exerted. What's John? He's amazing. Light a haven and flux candle, babe. That's what I do. I got three of them in my house. I've got them in my uh, side of my bed. I've got them in my bathtub. Like they're part of a calming. It's super important for projectors at night to have a sort of like, you know, um, winding down situation. It can be different every night if you're not necessarily into like a routine, but in some way you have to flush out the energy of the world or you're just going to keep carrying it over and over. I feel that so hard because I notice that like by the time the nighttime comes around, like I'm not ready to deal with any problem, like yeah. any problem whatsoever. Like if something happens around our house, I was like, I'm, I'm not like in the morning I will handle it, but like, mm-hmm. I cannot do it. I like, I don't want to talk about any bills. I don't want to talk about any problems in the business. I don't want to talk about any sort of issue. It's like my time. And like, honestly, I feel like my brain is kind of mush. And so I'm no help anyways. I just get like super irritable and short mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't deal with this. Like I, like a short circuit or something. It's 11, mm. 11, you guys. Um, Make a wish. I really quickly my- for her before. Yeah. So like I'm in the morning, if you hit me at a different time with that problem, I will help you solve it. I will be a great asset, but at nighttime, it's like, I'm done. Don't ask me. Yeah. Anything. For you, because you're routine oriented though, too, is like those conversations that you know you have to have. So you have a partner. Is, mm-hmm. is that, am I right? You have like yeah. a, a husband or something. Yes. Um, structure those conversations. Those are important conversations that you need to have energy and your full capacity um, available when you have those conversations. So like put it in your calendar. Like every, if we want to have a money conversation, we have it every other week and it's at this time. So you're like mentally prepared for those things. You can do stuff like that. That frees up your energy. Then he's not trying to have that conversation at a time when you don't have energy for it. Right. 
Right. And then, yeah, it doesn't turn into something that doesn't need to be. Well, and we're both not oh, emotional. And also, so it's not even like, I was like, going to say, yeah, we're both not emotional. So even like when we're having those conversations, it's like, I'm not even mad. I'm just fucking tired. Yeah. Like, I want to have this yeah. conversation. I understand you need to have it. I love you with everything in my soul, but like, I can You're overstimulated. And now I'm irritated, but I'm like not even irritated. I just want out of this. What is, um, your, your husband's, what is, is his emotional center defined or undefined? Uh, I think he, do you have it. I'm not. Yeah, I do have it. Um, but you can, he's a manifesting generator too. So she's like, still like, that's what around it, we were energy, joking yeah. before this started, but I'm like, I'm just out here looking for a reflector so I can like level up my game. Like I just need, <laughs> I need a reflector. <laughs> I need someone to nap with. I need somebody to nap with. Yeah. Um, so that's part of it too, is that he is, He's you both are. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he has a defined emotional center, which means that you're also picking up on and magnifying his emotions. So if he's having those conversations with you, when he's in an emotional low, you are like, and for him as an emotional in quotes, low could, he could be two out of 10 angry. And that's just like, sort of like the wave that he's on. He's just kind of like, eh, I don't feel too great today. It's like a two out of 10. You're feeling that too as a seven. So you're magnifying his experience. So it doesn't, he's not picking up on it. You're reflecting back to him how he's feeling. So yeah, it's the flushing out, the unwinding is so critical as a projector, but also as a non-emotional. So people are listening to this and they even are a generator and they have that bottom right triangle white. You're picking up on everybody's emotions throughout the day and you got to flush those out or they're just draining you. Britain, tell us what BLFT is all about because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The Biggest Little Fashion Truck is a family-owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why, confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience, whether it be at our pop-up events around town. We love the pop-up events. I'm at those with her all the time and they are fire. Or we have a storefront, the Babe Cave. We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you. And a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Flushing out, like I said, is you, you can create any sort of way that you do that. It's just, you could, it could be when I walk up to my front door, I just say, I'm letting go of all the emotions. I'm flushing them out. These are not mine. And then walking through the door, like you can make up whatever it is for you. I remember you, t- you told me during my reading, you said you always have access to calm. 
Like that's always a natural. Yeah. And so now I'll just be like, this isn't mine. I'm totally calm right now. Yeah. It's not um, yours. Okay. So I have, I love how you put his name in here. Um, so I have another question in regards to coaching. Okay. So like projectors, this was something that I read recently, really like we are designed to get manifesting generators, generators, and manifestors all like directed in the direction that they're supposed to go. So we're like really like with the invitation supposed to like guide them. But I look at, mm -hmm. we're around a lot of young generators with the exception of Christian. So they haven't really established like, and not to, this is a generalization, but like, you know, you're in your twenties, you haven't really established who you are or what definitively, you know, to be true about yourself. You're still figuring that out. So how do we as projectors who are, coaching and developing and managing and running businesses with these generators, how do we help them find their flow and their like big light? You know what I mean? Like, how do I get, how do I help these people? Like, how do I make sure that Lauren is doing the thing every single day that lights her the fuck up? Like, how do I make sure if she's well, like, does yeah. she know it? Well, <laughs> well, first off, well, first off, the fact that you're even asking that question is, so cool. Like, I just, I wish everybody that ran a business in the world had asked those questions because honestly, if it hadn't been for somebody like Jenna, like working for someone like her who asks those questions and cares about those things, I wouldn't have even figured out the things that I was incredible at. Like I was good at stuff. I was, you know, talented, but I, I am see myself in an insanely different light now that I've been directed so, so meticulously towards like my real gifts, the things I'm really good at. And that hasn't because she's helped direct me towards them. So first off, thanks for being that kind of person. And second, like, do you have all their charts in your phone? Yeah. And as you're saying this too, sorry, I'm just going to like, Oh, go for it. it. Like I might even have, like you're saying it and then I'm like, Oh, this might just be it. Cause I never want to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do, but I look at, and I'm just going to use Lauren as an example. Sorry, Lauren and Lauren's mom. Um, <laughs> but like, I see her being very successful in sales. I have done sales okay. for 20 years. Nobody wants to do sales. Nobody wakes up one day and is like, I'm going to sell things, but I made a lot of money. Like I wanted money. Cause I knew that meant freedom. So I did sales in order to make as much money as I could. So that was what drove me. I think she, she has an ability to connect with other people in a way that not even I can do. Like, I don't like to talk to people as much as I think people think I like to talk to people. She can come into a room and like, would you agree? Like she totally. can, she can communicate. She lights it up. Like she's excited. She loves to be around people and like she could do it all day. And in addition to that, she has an influence about her which is all that sales is. So to me, I'm like, she may not want to do it, but I see her being very successful at it. So, I mean, what you're saying there is like, you really, as an, as a projector, you're asking like, is it okay to, you know, tell somebody, I think that you should be good at, that you would be good at this. Is that to what you're literally asking? say like, I think I'm going to make you do like 20 sales calls and see how you feel. Well, if she's a generator, why don't you ask her, give her two options. 
You know what yeah. I mean? And really say like, do you want to do this or do you want to do this? Okay. Like, like is it, does it feel better for you to, so anytime you as a boss, you can direct your people back to their own alignment and sovereignty, the better your business is going to run. Because if you straight up ask her, like, do you want to be in sales or do you want to sell? Or do you want to, and I know this is, I don't know what the other options are, or do you want to like make candles? I know that's like not, not necessarily the other option. And she doesn't pick sales. It's not up to you to tell her what her alignment is. Right. Like trust her. Jenna will straight up ask me and she'll be like, does this still feel aligned for you? Cause I'm not a generator, so I don't need to be asked like options, but like there'll be things that I've done in my role that she can sense start to feel sticky. And then I don't want to do them. And she's like, do you not want to do this anymore? See, I'm and feeling she's that very, from Lauren. I think and she's, she's very okay with me not wanting to do it. And she's like, great. If this is something you're sensing that feels sticky for you, there's someone that's better for this role and we will find somebody to do it. Right. And it's like, I just know that Lauren's meant to be in my business, but I just want to make sure she's doing the thing that like really lights her up. Like wherever I want her here by my side to like ride through this because she's fucking crushing it. But I'm like, I want to just make sure that she's, she's doing the thing that lights her up and that she's doing the thing that's going to not only bring her the most joy, but also bring us the most success. Yeah. So then I'm kind of ask her in that. Like, I'm like, because what if, like, what if something just has to be done? Like, and you're like, I, you know what I mean? Like, what if there's tasks that don't necessarily align for the generator, but they have to be done for your business? You know, and that's the, that's called living in the real world. You know what I mean? Like we can, we can all, we can all wish that every ounce of our business and our lives are perfectly aligned. But is it true that there are sometimes when Jenna and I both have to do things that don't ask actually fully feel like we want to do them? Of course. So you just get them done. But I'm saying like when you're making a decision of like moving somebody into a role, you don't put them in that role. Like if they don't want that role, there's somebody better for that role. But if like if we're talking about like tasks that need to be completed, that is what it is. You know what I mean? There's plenty of tasks, like I said, that I have to do that sometimes just have to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just struggling with the sales thing right now because I'm like, I don't think I'm meant to be like cold emailing no. people and I don't want to waste my energy, but I'm also but like, I have to make sales. Sales. What are we talking about? Are we talking about podcasts? Are we talking, talking about, about Haven, Haven and Flux. Flux? We're talking about Haven and Flux. So consider the fact that you think that that's how you are supposed to grow your business because somebody told you that you have to start emailing people to make sales. But that's not always... As a projector, that's not how your business grows. Yeah. Jenna, we don't run ads. We don't, we don't overtly market her business at all. Yeah, but how she do you get in front of faces? Like, how are you... Because that's my thing is I'm like, how do I expand? I want to like keep... I don't, I have I trust issues doing and control issues, Taylor, trust and control issues yeah. in my corner. <laughs> That's okay. So as a projector, as long as you are creating, putting out there, making yourself seen the, if, if, and let me see, are you a specific or non-specific manifester? Non-specific. Yeah. See, you're, you're non-specific too. So you're trying to be specific. You think that you know exactly how you're going to get to the next, you know, step in your growth in your business and you're a projector. So you're, and you're straight up 
telling, asking people if they want what you have rather than letting them invite you. So pull back completely. This would be my recommendation would be pull back completely on that and give it a second if you have the luxury of being able to do that. And then ask yourself, how do I make myself seen? Like, what can I do to... What are the... Instead of selling and cold emailing, what are things that I can be doing that I can be cultivating? You having a podcast, having conversations, that's cultivating uh, ability for people to find you. Us starting the My Human Design podcast is not a sales tactic. It's us creating a container, a new container for Jenna to have conversations that she what hasn't been able to have, it's making her be able to be seen more for these other topics that we haven't been able to talk about yet. And then that is what creates new invitations. So what do you have control over as a projector that you can be making yourself seen in a way that isn't you overtly telling somebody, do you want the thing I have? Right. Well, it feels gross to me and it gives me anxiety. Like I don't like it. Yeah, I feel that. Then don't do it. We got bills Come to back pay. to me. We got bills to pay. Well, there's, there's, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I do need to. Something has to change. Like after the last two weeks, something has to change. So I just have to figure out what that's going to Consider be. that more might come in if you were to be more aligned about it rather than doing it the way you think you're supposed to do it. Right. Well, and I hate to keep bringing up the naps, but I napped last week one time and we made two sales while I was sleeping. So I'm thinking maybe I'm just going to go to yeah. sleep and see what happens. Somebody <laughs> come get me. There's I'm always be sleeping beauty for a while. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a new level. So like, you know, your business is a great business. So tweak the way you're doing it and see if maybe you could actually like, you think that you're going to email somebody and make X sales back. What if you tried something else and you got 10 X? Right. Which is how it was in the beginning. I showed my face. I wasn't shy. Like I talked about the candles. I showed gratitude. I remember like, but there's like a little bit of burnout, but I feel that like I'm sick of showing my face. I'm sick of talking. I feel like people are sick of hearing me. Like they're not not sick of hearing you, but when you feel everybody wants to hear your, you sing your hits over and over again. You know what I mean? That's (sighs) like telling Taylor Swift not to sing, shake it off. Right. Right. She's got to be so sick of that song. My least favorite song. God, you can you imagine? You think she? You think she's? I mean, maybe she loves singing all too well, but yeah, it's ten like minutes you, of it. You you think people are burnt out from what you singing your hits, but they're not. Yeah, because you're gonna reach new people. It's not the same people all the time, right? The goal is to reach new people. Well, I think we we have to wrap up. Yeah, but I just wanted to say, like, for our listeners, I was thinking about this on the way over here. Um, if they're new into human design, this is probably maybe didn't hit right. But like, I just want to say that like human design, Britt brought it into my life and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm still like, she is like a wizard on the app. And if you need a reading, you guys go to Britt. Yeah, honestly, like DM hurting. me. You guys should just DM me if you have questions about it or DM, um, you can find Tay. Britt like starting her side business. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because she's so good at it. And I honestly, I want to take the courses. I want to get better at it because what I was going to say was it has been so beneficial for me because it has helped me in ways that I didn't know possible because it's allowed me to shed like the norms of society and like what I always like looked down on myself for and characteristics that I was kind of hard on myself about and kind of 
was insecure about because I thought that they were like a weakness. For mm. example, as a projector, um, I would, I have a lot of energy when I'm doing something that I'm really passionate about. So like, I was like looking back over the course of my life before big games, I would get really amped up before a presentation in college. I would get like super amped up or, or a test or now before an event um, or before the podcast even. And then afterwards I'm exhausted and I would look down on myself because I would be like, let's go celebrate, do this. And I would want to go home and sleep. And I would feel like I was being like a recluse or, you know, just taking that time to like recharge. I always look down on that. And now I'm like, you know what? That's just society telling me I needed to do more when I wasn't ready. And so I, that's just one example of it. But I was reading my sister, my youngest sister, McCain, I was reading her chart and she's a generator. And just by reading the chart, it allowed me to have so much more empathy towards her and understand her more because a part of a generator is to not, um, and you could probably say this way better than I can. I'm just going to just phrase it really short, but like they start something and they, you know, master it and learn it. And then they're on to the next thing. And I always looked down on her for that. Sorry, McCain, because I thought she wasn't following through and I thought she wasn't seeing things till the end. And I feel so bad about that because she doesn't need to, she's already mastered it and she's moved on. And so now I understand that about her. So human design is so amazing. Not only does it allow you to learn more about yourself and help you function at a level that gives yourself more forgiveness in like a high efficiency um, way of getting through your day, but it also helps you understand the other people around you. And it helps, it has helped me have so much more empathy. And I'm going to go home and look at my other sister, my sister, Bridget, who I work with, because you asking these questions today, Britt, about how to better serve our, serve them as uh, employees has got me thinking like, I'm effing this up. And so I want to help like light her on fire, like you're saying, and just human design is just so beneficial. You guys dive into it, download the app. Britt will read it for you. Yeah. It, it, it like, it gets me going and it just, it has created so much peace within me, I guess you could say. Oh, that make that literally makes my heart so happy. And both of you, we have, um, two episodes coming out and I think they'll be in October um, that are both specifically about running a business and me and Jenna get really in, in depth about like what that looks like, the things that she does to help me be aligned. And it's like back and forth. So like about new world way of doing business. So look out for that. And I, I'm just going to tell you guys really quickly, because again, like I haven't taken any of the classes or anything like that, but I have gotten a reading from Taylor and I've also have the app and I am happy to do readings for anybody. The app is $4.99 a month. It's literally the cost of a freaking coffee. It's actually cheaper than a coffee here in Reno. So <laughs> uh, inflation is really getting to us. This The price has not been inflated. It's $4.99. Um, and it's so incredible and like it's so well thought out like some people my girlfriend Mads she's not an auditory person and cannot hear voices like they make her cringe and so she actually can read through you can read through your chart I'm very auditory like I love to listen to things I absorb things better that way so I listen to it whenever I'm off track I open it up and I just listen to my gifts because it helps me get back into alignment of like what I feel that I need to do and the biggest thing is knowing in my opinion what your not self is because it helps you identify quicker 
yo, this is not for me. I got to switch something. I got to change something. So whenever that's happening, sometimes I don't know how to get back in alignment. So I'll just start listening to my gifts. And then it's like, okay, this is what I can do to switch. And even like, you know, I feel like I was really in my not self last week up until my friend Alex came and we spent some time in the woods. And then I was reading my chart this morning and it's like, you really like to be outdoors. And it's like, why? And even my therapist is like, why are we not spending time outdoors? Like get outside. So with that being said, like download the app, you can access the majority of the data on there for free. I highly recommend paying the $4.99. In addition to that, there's resources. If you just search Jenna Zoe on Spotify, it'll come up with every podcast she's ever been on. You can listen to Mm -hmm. our episode number 29 when Taylor goes through like the basics of, um, human design. So that was our 29th episode. You can listen to that. And then in addition to that, their Instagram is incredible. It's my dot human design and they have a podcast human design that is like Mm -hmm. little bite-sized pieces of information that help you so much. So that's actually how I fell asleep last week for the nap. I was like, (laughs) her voice is so soothing. It's crazy. It really Uh, is. Well, you guys are the best. I've, I had so much fun doing this. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to be here and to plan that in your day last night. As we know, you plan out your day the night before, but thank you so much. <laughs> no, you're very busy. Of course. So appreciate it. Seriously, appreciate you so much. And I'm probably going to beg you to come back on. So. Yes. Yes. Thank you for all I'm the This is my favorite thing to do. So count me I in. I love it. All right, you guys, you can find Taylor Gruy at Tay Gruy, and that's T-A-Y-G-R-E-W-E on Instagram. Uh, I would, she's not on there a ton. Unless you want to see really dope fucking travel, then go do that. But <laughs> um, you can also go to Jenna Zoe, J-E-N-N-A-Z-O-E. Um, she does a ton of incredible stuff. And then uh, my dot human design. Did I get that right? Yep. All those are perfect. Jenna and my human design share a lot more than me. So yeah, really, really good details on there. So thank you so much for coming on the pod. We like love you so much. So we can't wait to have you back on and, uh, y'all know the drill, follow along, subscribe, rate, honestly, share this with a friend because it's probably going to help. We love when you guys screenshot and share. So, um, that's always appreciated. And, uh, We'll see you guys on another time. You know where to find us. It's it's in the link in the bio. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> We're going to wrap up. <laughs>